Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. And I am David. And I'm Heidi. <laughs> and um, we did about an hour podcast before we press record. So do we want to keep on talking or do we just want to wrap it up right now? I'm tired. I'm just super tired. Yeah. He- Heidi has this tendency. Is it okay if I say some confidential personal information about you? Well, I mean, we may as well not stop now. Yeah. I mean, well, if you've been listening to podcasts for longer than one episode, you'll know that there's a lot of personal information about Heidi floating out there in the podcast universe. <laughs> and, um, and Hey, if you're still listening after one episode and you know all the stuff about her, well, then that's a win, I guess, Heidi. Impressive, I guess. Yeah. yeah I just, I'm, I'm, I make it, p- people feel good about them better about themselves. Right. There you go. Well, what happens is sometimes not all of the time, but sometimes we'll, we'll go, okay, we ready to do the podcast. Yeah. Heidi will say something. I'll say something. Then an hour and a half later, we're like, Okay, let's start recording now after we just did the whole podcast without recording it because we're talking about a lot of deep stuff, but it's kind of like our muse at the same time. It inspires us and it gets us ready for the episode. But I think it's safe to say this episode is going to be an episode that isn't about all the hurt and pain and struggles of Heidi. It's about something that she's connected with recently that I've been telling her for a while now. And even though she didn't really have to listen to me because something just came up in her life that now she did listen to me and now she's so thankful she did. So we're going to talk to you guys about it. Basically, we're about to share with you how in Light the Fight, you can be the child whisperer. You know, you guys, I've told you before that sometimes David says things and sometimes like I just let it go in one ear and out the other. And it's not that I don't well, in your defense, I say a lot of BS too. I say a lot of crap that just, you got to filter through all my bad humor. Well, but here's the other thing. And we say this about the podcast all the time. You don't know you need it until you need it. A, a lot of times people, and I've said this, like a parent who has a child that when you do get mad at them and they do what you ask them to after you got mad at them, you don't need like the fight, right? Because your kid's, you get mad and your kid does it. But, but if you've got one of those kids that is nothing works, you've tried what your mom did. You've tried what your grandma did. You've tried what your neighbor did. You've tried what Dr. Phil says, and none of that is working. Then you're finally ready for light the fight, right? Well, I got into a situation just basically a little over a week ago and um, bought a puppy. And last week we talked about how the puppy was maybe like this evidence of me needing um, young. New energy. life. <laughs> New life, right? Or as many people have um, pointed out in my DMs that maybe I'm just ready to be a grandma, which is probably up there in the truth. Like, I, you know, but I can't put any pressure. Believe me, 
I'm trying real hard not to say anything. Ready to be a grandma and have room on your calendar for it. Those are two different things. Well, oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. But also I didn't have room on my calendar to have a puppy either. Mm, True. (laughs) Okay. So for those of you who haven't listened to last week, maybe you just have to go back and listen last week because we kind of talked about the puppy thing. And David said to me, oh my gosh, have you ever watched Caesar Milan videos? And I was like, no, who's Caesar Milan? And now one week later, I'm like, how did I not know who this guy was? What was wrong with me? Where I've literally been living under a rock. And so you guys, if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't know who Caesar Milan is, you are literally living under a rock and you've got to crawl out right now. Or if you know who he is and you've seen some episodes like, yeah, yeah, that's cute or whatever. If you have a dog, just stop what you're doing after you listen to this podcast, go to his YouTube channel, go to A&E or Animal Planet because he has he has episodes on TV, off TV. He has them all over the internet and go right away because once you really immerse yourself into it, as Heidi's found, it's a game changer. And so we're about to make the correlations between him being the dog whisperer and you being a child whisperer because it turns out children and your dog do have some similarities. They crap everywhere. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> they leave their stuff around. They, they come when they're called sometimes. And yeah, your dogs chew, yeah, your dogs chew your furniture and your kids chew through your wallet. You may proceed. Go ahead. <laughs> it is true. Okay, so here's the thing. So last week when David's like, and I happen to know that David's got this really well-behaved dog. And I even know that because Brandon has told me that. It's not just David bragging about his dog. It's like, I, I have outside sources, right? Yeah. So David's talking about, like, you've got to go listen to these to this guy who I've never heard of. But I met that, I met that, like, I think it had been maybe 24 hours that I had the puppy home. And I was like, oh, crap. And, like, I was remembering all the stuff that happened when we first got Rocky and what a bad owner I was and how the only <laughs> reason why Eric let me get a puppy was because we were living in a rental at the time. And it was like, all right, well, he can pee all over this house. Cause not really <laughs> now I'm like, okay, crap, this is not a rental. Um, so I did what David said and he said to just absolutely start binge, binge, just totally binge. So I'm binge watching. And yes, at first I was like binge watching, like all the puppy videos, like new puppy. You just brought the puppy home. This is how to deal with it. And I'm happy to tell you, we've only had one poop in the house and it happened this morning and Eric stepped in it. That's huge. So it was not great this morning, but what I realized is that when I do my part, the puppy does his part. Yeah. And when I am consistent and vigilant, this puppy does exactly what he's supposed to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the best dog owner on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) You went from the worst to the best just after watching like 20 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, my dog was just doing so great. And I was so proud of myself. And then I kept on watching the videos. Because now I'm addicted to him. Oh, and yeah. he's like, first of all, he's in like all these different celebrities' houses. So that was interesting. Yeah, um, when he's when he's putting celebrities in check and like they're just bowing down, just going, they're so yes. embarrassed because he's just on them. You can Jerry tell like Seinfeld. wow. 
Did you yeah. watch that Jerry Seinfeld episode? No, did you happen to watch the Seinfeld? Not the I didn't see the Jerry Seinfeld one, but did you happen to watch the one with the personal trainer that was on um The Biggest Loser? The girl, what's her name? Um Oh, what is what's her, her name? Jillian Michaels. Jillian. Jillian Michaels. She lives in Malibu, right? It was so funny to see this alpha female that's always in control telling people what to do. She was cowering and Caesar was like mocking her in a funny way, of course, because she's such a bad dog owner. She literally has no control of her dog and would let her dog run all over, which is funny because she's such an alpha on TV, you know? Right. So after I'd watched probably 50 videos and now my family is just making fun of me. They're just like, do not talk about him one more time. <laughs> do not bring it up. And and so he teaches, he teaches the dog owners to do this little sound. Have you, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. it's classic. Yeah. Do, I so do I'm doing dog. the sound like crazy, right? And <laughs> the kids, like they are just mocking me left and right. And then all of a sudden my brain turns, starts turning on to like actually listening to I've listened to it enough times that I'm now sort of just getting his bigger picture. Yeah. I'm not so drilled down on this little puppy that I'm panicked about. You're not going step one, step two. Now you're seeing the dog psychology because that's what he calls it. It's dog psychology. It's like knowing how dogs think and how they behave in their own world. But what I realized is that it's like the fight for dogs. Yep. And so the reason why we're talking about this today is number one, even if you don't have a dog or a puppy, and maybe you do have a teenager that you're having trouble connecting with or having trouble creating a safe environment, you're having trouble with them behaving in a way you want them to behave. Oh my gosh, it is so interesting to take what he's saying and presenting because you know what? It's never about the dog, ever. It's always about the person, it their is energy, 100% their behavior. about the dog owner. So, so give everybody a little bit of context for people who haven't listened to it. He calls himself and he trains people to be the pack leader. And his, his statement is, I train people and I rehabilitate dogs. So his psychology behind that is like, I'm training you how to be the pack leader in your dog's world. And I'm going to rehabilitate your dog from all the stuff that you unknowingly and naively did that confuse your dog because your dog doesn't know what's expected. It doesn't know what you want. Doesn't The dog doesn't know its role in the pack. And here's, I mean, I think that you said that clear enough. But here's what we do as parents is unknowingly, we don't really understand our role as the pack leader. And so sometimes we, we do this thing where we say, do as I say and not what I do. Or, isn't there a word for it? It starts with a hip. Hypocrite. Hypocrite is it? Yeah, hypocrite. Yeah, I think that's the word. Hypocrite. <laughs> You know, it's so fascinating because the first thing he does in every single episode is he teaches that dog owner about energy. 
And, you know, we can all think, oh, that's a bunch of hippie stuff and yoga stuff or, you know, whatever. But in December, I have this group of five friends and we went to this place. It's here in Lehigh and it's called Purify Wellness Center. And they do, they read your energy. They do energy mapping. And it was so fascinating to me because I'm there with me and five of my really good friends, six women. And for literally three hours, we all sat there while we each got our energy mapped. And we know enough about each other and we know each other well enough that it was so poignant to, for us to see, because what you do is you put your hand on this thing and it visually shows you what your, your energy looks like in colors. And then she breaks it down and she shows you, she goes through all the, all the colors and all these places on, on your body and what it means. And you're like, whoa, I mean, it's real. It is, yeah. it is real. And because dogs don't speak our language, whether we think they do or not, we talk to them. Like Caesar is always making fun of people because they're like talking to their dogs. And he's like, did you know your dog doesn't understand a word you say? Yeah. <laughs> your dog's clueless. But I've been talking to my dog, my dog Rocky for years. Yeah. Your dog speak the language of your body, your facial right. expressions, your posture, your energy. Those are the only languages that they understand. And, and we talk about this online, the fight. We talk about, do you look in the mirror when you're pissed as hell to see what you look like? Because if you did, you're not, it's, if you did, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And this is why people don't, people run. The dogs run, right? What happens? I mean, when we leave and doors get left open or whatever, and we come home and without fail, the two garbage cans in the bathroom and the one in my office is dumped over. Um, and there's usually nothing in there for the dog, but Rocky, I'm talking about Rocky. But if Rocky doesn't greet us at the garage door, he's gone through the garbage and he just knows he's good. You know, the energy is so important. And I think that the fact of the matter is when, when our language fails us, which it will, because we're parents and these are children, right? Our energy doesn't lie. And, and Caesar says that all the time. You cannot fake your energy. Yeah, and, and, and the reason why it's so easy to understand and the reason why it parallels so much with what we talk about and what other podcasts, what other good professionals and people with experience like Heidi talk about is that when your spouse comes home, when your kids come home, they walk in the door, you sense their energy and the mood and everything before the conversation even begins. And even if you say like a, hi, how's it going? They may, you may say, hi, how you doing? They're like, fine. Instantly, the energy tells you that they're not fine and their words, that's not saying the message. And so it's not crazy to think that with your dog and with any situation, that energy flowing back and forth in between two people is the number one determining factor of truth. 
is the truth in the energy or is in the words? Because when I go to return something, or when I have an issue with an item at like a department store, and if someone doesn't want to help me, they can say, sorry, I can't help you. They can smile at me. But if their energy is, I don't care about you. I only make a certain amount of money. I don't care about your problems. Have a good day. I can tell if someone cares or if they're just doing their job, right? So I think people trust in energy more than sometimes we even realize or give credit to. A hundred percent. And and I think even when people are talking about energy, kind of, there's a lot of us that tune out and they think, okay, it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo or, or whatever. Um, but it just reminded me yet again, this ability that we have to set the tone. Uh-oh. In case you're listening and you're wondering why the dogs are fighting, they're just playing. But Dash hasn't learned his lesson yet, frankly. And so, sorry about that. <laughs> I got to watch now, um, you know, the Caesar Milan videos of bringing a puppy home to the older dog. Oh, yeah. He's got those, too. <laughs> um, anyway, I just think that, it, especially for those of you who have been listeners for Light the, to Light the Fight for a long time, and you know what we've talked about. We, you know that it's so important to be a good leader, a good boss, a good manager, a good, um, you know, what David's always talking about, a, a good partner. CEO, right? And, and yeah. partnering with the kids. Yeah. So if you've been listening to Light the Fight for a long time, go and watch some of these videos. And think about it maybe not in in the perspective of having a brand new dog or even being a dog owner think about it in relation to what we're talking about and and what's kind of nice is that you're not actually watching like a psychology show where it's parents and teenagers right and so you don't have to zero in on that you can take what you're learning from this totally different species and a totally different situation, but there's such a great parallel um, that I think it's just extremely empowering. And for me, it was just so validating. I was like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to say. And so um, I think we need to call animal planet. <laughs> Well, all joking aside, you guys, and I had thought about this a while ago, but now that Heidi, now that you've seen the episode and stuff like that, I, I, I just want to make a bold statement for something that seems like it's not going to be relevant unless you believe what we've been saying. I actually want our listeners, especially those who have dogs. I mean, the ones that have dogs, I think this is a great parallel, but I've always been a big fan because it works. And I think most people are big fans of analogies and metaphors. Sometimes the best way for us to learn how to do something is watching that same psychology, the same system, the same, the same um, way things unfold themselves in a different arena, in something totally different. Um, that's why sports is, is such a big metaphor for life. How many times you heard people say, yeah, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the 12th round. They'll say things like, you know, it's a 12 round fight or, you know, I, I'm knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. 
or, you know, it's still the third quarter. We got another, it doesn't matter how you start, matters how you finish. So sports are such good metaphors. And in the lessons we learn in sports, just like in the lessons we learn in music and the lessons we learn in our jobs, they can be transferred over to other situations in our life and other relationships in our life. But I think what's interesting and what's a parallel with dogs and especially Caesar Malone's psychology and approach to dogs, it is 100% modeling. You model for the dog. Now there's no 100% outcome that if you follow the steps that he suggests that your dog will 100% of the time never do the undesirable behavior. However, the motivation is when you're modeling for the dog consistently, the dog trusts you. They trust your energy. They trust your intentions. And ultimately, the dog needs a pack leader that's going to make them feel like they can keep them safe. When you watch his episodes, and that's my ask of our listeners today, and I know it's Heidi's ask too, I actually want each and every one of you to watch episodes of Caesar Milan. And specifically pick episodes. I've done this with clients before, so it's not far-fetched. Specifically look through like on YouTube or wherever, you know, when you just Google Caesar Milan, how to watch Caesar Milan, whatever streaming device you have, because I know he's on different things and he has on YouTube channel, but search for the ones that he's dealing with the dog that represents the challenge you have with the child in your life. So it could be insecure. Insecure, separation anxiety. It could separation be anxiety. aggressive. Exactly. It could be um, that he doesn't like your partner. Yeah. Like there's oh yeah. So many- I'm not. Uh, that's why I'm saying I'm not joking. So when I, I mean, my clients, they're tired of hearing me talk about season one too, because this is <laughs> Heidi's a week into this. I'm years. I'm two and a half years into this now, right? So what? And I'm here was, for it. I they 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 would look at me like David. I I trust you. You tell us crazy stuff and we try it and it works, but I'm still trying to like, so I'm just supposed to go watch season one. And I go, no, I pulled up our phone, my phone one time. I said, your kid has, um, let's say they don't respect you as the pack leader type issues. So I Google in there, dogs that run the house, dogs that like are just running rampant, right? The, The parents are the full betas and the passive parents. And of course he's got lots of episodes on that. I said, so watch five minutes of this episode. We watched five minutes of the episode, this one lady. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is like a perfect metaphor of like what's happening with the way my daughter makes me feel. So she watched the rest of the episode, binge watched a bunch. Of course she had a dog. So it was very relevant. Comes back and she's like, now I get what you're saying. I actually learned because it's a validation. When Heidi, when you're saying, this is what we talk about on Light the Fight, you're not sitting there uh, patting yourself on the back saying, you should now validate everything we said and like the fight well people are listening to us because they already respect us right we don't need to like get their respect or else they wouldn't be here okay but what you are saying is listen to caesar milan so that you can see what we've been saying through his words in a different perspective with a different relationship if any of you are dog owners or a cat owner or just have a love for animals in general and maybe you only have one kid or maybe your dog in your life has been something that's been you love so much you never really thought of it as a comparison to the relationship you have with your child some people it's obvious you have a dog you love your dog then you have a kid and then you're like oh the dog actually helped me care for something 
I ha I can't just leave the dog for two weeks and then come home and they're fine. So it helps you plan a schedule. So dogs are great preparation for parenting. Now I'm not to say the struggles and the stresses from parenting are the same as a dog because for people who've had kids, you notice it's it's just another ante. There's another level with parenting, but the similarities are very much there. So find episodes that relate to your situation with your with your child with the episodes he has with the dog. Watch the episodes and then you'll see what we're talking about. The parallels are uncanny. Heidi, how many times were you watching and going, oh my gosh, this should be, this is parenting advice. That's all this is. It was just so enlightening to me. Um, <laughs> sorry, I almost had the dog go over the couch. Um, it, was, it was, nobody's home or I would pass it off. <laughs> um, it was so enlightening to me and validating to me. Um, and it was particularly more helpful once I got past like actually really like needing the dog advice. Like I was super focused on the dog advice. Um, and so I think that if you can look at it, wanting that insight, it will be more helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, Sorry. it's, you know, what, one of those big buzzwords right now in the world are intention, right? So yeah, if your intention is you're going to listen to us in the first place, you, you got, you already are thinking outside the box. I, I was told by someone, it was one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. I don't think, I don't think I ever told you this, this, this uh, couple, and they're not a client of mine, but they were talking to me because they knew about us from the podcast and heard us speak somewhere or something like that. And uh, the mom and the husband, I can't remember who said it, but they said the same thing. They said, they go, they go, you know, we've listened to other podcasts about parenting advice, learned tons, been very helpful. And I'm like, great. That's awesome that, that you listen to them. And they said, but when we listen to your podcast, we believe that, or we felt that listening to other podcasts were, were like going to like good therapy. Like you're getting good steps and good helps to be able to deal with the situation that you're dealing with your kids at home. They said, but listening to your podcast is more like going to like a long-term treatment center that's a chaotic environment or like a psychiatric hospital where it's like, you gotta just do what works, right? It's like, it's like total, sh maybe psychiatric hospital and treatment center aren't the best analogies, but I got what they meant by it. They're saying, it's like, we, we go to you and we're like, okay, we don't really like, this is clueless what to do. We go to them to help us give us the structure she was like, you guys aren't the most structured people without, you know, trying to disrespect you. I'm like, hey, I don't take any disrespect to it. She was, but you guys are like a way outside the box. Like when things get really bad, we listen to your podcast. When we just want like steps of like reminders, how to, you know, do basic things. We listen to some other parenting podcasts. And I took that as a compliment because I know we're a little, I know we're two parts crazy, right? You crazy. I'm crazy. Those are two parts. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like you don't actually come willing to listen until you have exhausted all other options <laughs> yeah and, and what what parenting podcast to say listen to us go listen to a dog train about your <laughs> no. kid like that's as a therapist that's probably not the best therapy advice until you go and watch it i think you're going to get what we're talking about so i would love to hear like if you guys go and you listen and you there's a really great 
episode that you're like, oh yeah, I was listening to, tell me the episodes because I'm super curious. I've really only been watching YouTube. And so now I'm going to have to go find it elsewhere. Well, I'm going to give you a suggestion, Heidi. Um, I think you should, on your own personal page, of course, I think you should post something about this whole entire realization of Caesar Milan, like dog whisperer and child whisperer combination. Okay. And then ask people to give your feedback because I know other people out there because it's not like we're, spoiler alert, he's kind of already a celebrity, right? He's a big deal, yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and for those people who don't know how he was even like, I don't know if this is how he became big, but he before anyone knew who he was, he lived in Compton. He was just in this rough neighborhood and he was brought in to a huge celebrity's life because Jada Pinkett Smith, when she was single, she talked about an interview. She's close friends with season one because she's known for like, I don't know, 20, 30 years or something. She was living in the hood, new actress, kind of getting started. She went through a bad breakup. She was feeling very insecure and wanted to protect herself. So she bought four Rottweilers. I'm not joking. She had four Rottweilers. Oh my God. So she'd heard about this, this crazy Mexican guy running down the streets with 20 dogs off the leash and they followed him in perfect unison. Pit bulls, Rottweilers. Other dogs would come up and they would just look at them and all the dogs would stay focused on Caesar. And so people were like, her, she said her dogs were out of control. She said, people like, you should call that one Mexican dude, uh, this, uh, whatever that guy's name is. Nobody knew who he was. They just called him <laughs> Mexican, the Mexican guy, the dog whisperer guy, right? And so she found him, she hired him, and she said, as soon as he started training me and what I saw, she goes, he walks in, all four of my Rottweilers instantly respect him and bow to him. She's like, what the heck did you just do? She was blown away. It's like, it's like a magic trick. Unless you see it happen, you can't imagine he has that type of power over these animals but they respect him. So after that happened, she started working with them and he started, then of course he got tons of clients from her. One thing led to another. I don't know if she made a couple of calls to help him get his own show, but he said, he goes, my goal is to be the best dog whisperer in the world. And he decided that when he was like eight years old, like the best dog trainer in the world, came from Mexico, has a crazy story, how he had to come over the border illegally, all to fulfill his dream. She helped him in other ways. Other people helped him. He started meeting celebrities. Next thing you know, he has his own TV show and his charisma is amazing. But if he was not legit, nobody would watch it. And just like if what we're saying to you guys wasn't helpful, you guys shouldn't listen to us. And what we're saying is watch a dog trainer to help you make the parallels between your kids and your behavior because it comes down to you. It is your behavior that sets the tone. The only way for you to be the best CEO of your family business or pack leader, the terminology he uses, is you have to model the desired behavior you want from your kids, just like you have to model the desired behavior you want from your dog. Absolutely. And I don't know. I, I just think, <laughs> I think there's just so much to be learned by his, by his process. And, and just when he like, the way he keeps re- affirming his process over and over in every single situation. It um, has just been really helpful um, for me. And it's just been validating because, you know, as parents, we've got probably multiple kids, multiple important relationships, whether it's sibling or spouse or kids. And then you're in different 
like phases of those relationships that bring out different challenges. And if you keep going back to the same process, yeah, you have to relearn and yeah, you have to adapt. And yeah, there's always something new. Like when you go from a teenager to a young adult or, you know, a toddler to a preteen, like it's a different game, but the process and the, um, those individual steps. And he talks about them. We talk about them here of making statements of making sure that you're on the same page, uh, you know, putting the relationship first prepaid, prepaid gratitude, um, you know, not getting into a relation, not getting into a conversation when you're heated, you know, like there's a, a lot of these things that you just apply over and over and over, even when the circumstances change and it still works. And with this psychology, it doesn't matter what breed the dog is. It's the same philosophy. He has the same philosophy with every single breed. Now he breeds, he brings information, certain breeds. Like he'll say, like, if it's a bully breed, they're really stubborn and hard headed. So you're going to have to correct them three or four or five times, but that's just because that's similar to their breed. But the philosophy and the psychology is the same. That's just like what we've been talking and we continue to talk about is that it doesn't matter if your child is from the shelter. You hopefully you get the joke with that adopted. I was a shelter dog. I was a shelter <laughs> child. <laughs> Guys, okay. That, that could be taken the wrong way. Okay. Your child was someone that you did not birth yourself, right? Meaning like your dog was not a dog you picked out of a litter when they're six weeks old and you raised your whole life. Maybe it was a rescue dog, right? Just like me, I was a rescue child. So it doesn't matter how you got the dog. It does present different scenarios and challenges with your child's personality. If you adopt them, if you didn't adopt them, or if they're from another marriage and you're the, it, you're the stepmother, the stepdad. So all these things are significant, important details. However, the system, the pathway, and the philosophy and the psychology is still the same. It starts with you. You lead. You are the one who models. And if you figure out your role and your identity, you're comfortable with it, your energy is going to be transferred to your child and your dog to let them know that you have them. You've got them. You can handle whatever they're going through. They can eat up your toys and pee on the carpet. You're not going to send them back to the shelter. They can, you know, promise to do their chores and leave their wet towels around and you're not going to kick them out of the house. Your energy doesn't have to be every time they make a mistake, they're now in threat of being removed from your household. Just like your dog doesn't have to feel like every time they made a mistake, you're going to send them off or kick them out of the house and let them roam the streets. These are such important, crucial, like just paramount, simple, basic things that we believe that you will actually pick up from watching him about dogs and then add it to the information you've learned in your own self-help book reading, listening to podcasts, listening to our podcasts, reading books, going to therapy, whatever you've done for self-progression, watching his episodes will only add to that. Yeah, I've got nothing to add to that except for that I just second what, what David said. Heidi did say before we started this podcast, you guys, she's like, I want to be the child whisperer, just like he's the dog whisperer. <laughs> so now that Heidi's the dog whisperer, she's like, wow, 
I could be the dog and the child whisperer, right? <laughs> well, I still have some ways, a, a long ways to go. <laughs> Connor just heard you say that in the background, and he did me the the L sign. For those of you who <laughs> are watching for this on video, <laughs> for the loser, Connor's like, oh, you will not be the child whisperer. <laughs> the teen whisperer, then. Little okay. little does he know. All right. Well, why don't you send us off, Heidi? You guys. All right. Oh, but before you do, don't forget one eight hundred contacts. They don't suck. They're actually amazing. Lingo eyewear is amazing. Use code name or like use a code light the fight. You can find it lingo l i n g o two eyes l i i two eyes to l l i g l l i n g o eyewear.com backslash light the fight. You put in light the fight there, you get thirty dollars off. And one eight hundred contacts. We can't say enough about them. We love them, and they have amazing contacts. They just happen to have amazing contacts. But we love them first because I didn't use contact. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you guys, that's your assignment. Go. Um, oh, geez. Talk about talk about dog training here. <laughs> your assignment is to go listen to um, watch some Susan Milan. It's C E S A R M I L A N. Just Google it. It'll come up. Um, super interesting. Fascinating. Um, and, you know, go do that. And I promise you, you're going to be helping us to light the fight. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Bye-bye.